inner monologue. We're here to talk about a show. A show? Yes, an anime show. An anime show where the main character talks to themselves nearly the entire time. Nearly the entire time? Yes, nearly the entire time. And if you thought that I was trying to be two characters, I'm not trying to be two characters. We are talking about the first four episodes of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show my name is drew and i am here to talk to you about a young man whose family is brutally murdered in the first five minutes uh and then goes on a journey with his uh demon infected little sister but i can't do this alone no i need help i need assistance i need a friend who is not wearing a bamboo muzzle the entire time Miles, how are you, buddy? I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad that Anime April is ending, to be honest. I've really enjoyed, no matter how I felt about any particular project, I have really enjoyed, you know, dipping my toes into things that I probably otherwise would not have watched. Like, each one of these shows has been very, very popular for a very long time, and I have not gotten to any of them. Uh, two of them really, 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 really charmed me, and I will be revisiting them. And the other two, I can definitely see why it's popular. Um, and I will have to say that uh, typically I give you some guff about your intros, but uh, that intro was pretty spot on to how <laughs> this show goes. <laughs> I have to think that this is a show that uh, as it moves forward, maybe doesn't lean on this trope as much just because it introduces more characters than we see but we'll get into that so yes we are talking about the first four episodes of demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba a show that uh started releasing in september of 2019 uh and in america in october of 2019 uh so this is again we are now very very new uh, in fact, the the movie that just came out at the beginning of this year is like a hugely successful movie when it comes to anime movies getting shown in movie theaters. Uh, and this is one of a, a hugely, hugely currently popular thing uh, that that is that is out there right now. Um, so yeah. Let, so let's just jump into it. Um, this show, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, takes place in the Taisho era of Japan, and uh, we have talked about eras um we've talked about eras in in the past um taisho like the eras are all named for the emperor that reigns at the time uh so this would have been uh so the taisho era takes place between like 1912 and 1926 not a super long reign uh but it is the reign that's right after the meiji era which is the era where you start getting away from like samurai and things like that and in and and right before the showa era which is the era um which is probably the most known era of japan in in pop culture i would uh, say the showa and the, and the heisei era because, yeah because of the because of specifically the monster movies associated of the time with godzilla mothra and gamera those those pictures tend to be why at least a lot of Westerners know what the Showa era is and what the, the Heisei era is, which which is it's this is it's, it's very interesting because I, I knew it was in the Taisho era. I'm only finding out that this is like 1912 to 1926. <laughs> like that is the era I mean, we're talking they had about power lines. So I kind of pictured it was early 19th hundreds there were power lines in this show i didn't even notice that yeah when he goes down to the village at the very beginning you see some power lines and stuff i did not even notice that oh my gosh this is painting a slightly different picture i, I mean it's still it's still probably like the like not maybe the night 19 teens so it's not going to be like wildly different from what it was you know just 10 years before but yeah there's there's some modernity like kind of creeping in but it, it wasn't you know, from where they're 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 in, it's not like they're in Tokyo or anything. So you can still kind of get that 
old, old, older rural atmosphere from it. For sure. And, um, and, and they they lean on that uh, a decent bit, which which, of course, just in in my just thinking about it just made me think that this was, you know, much uh, set in a much uh, older time frame. But uh, wow, I'm kind of kind of wowed by that. And that actually, yeah, you're now wondering, man, why didn't he just get a car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes me think like i kind of want to want to keep going with the show anyway, a model t <laughs> so uh so in in but in this world uh we are introduced to our uh, our main character tanjiro who has a family of like 14 or 15 people he's got like 12 brothers and sisters it's a whole big thing i'm i'm exaggerating a little bit but uh tanjiro <laughs> Yeah, Tanjiro is, I, th- I think, the oldest of the the boys in the family. He is the breadwinner and he is taking uh, the charcoal that he and his family make to town to sell. Uh, his father has passed away uh, before the start, and it's just his his mom and all of his brothers and sisters. Uh, so as, as he goes to uh, to. Um, as he goes to to sell his his charcoal because he wants to 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 buy the family things, it's the New Year celebration. Um, he ends up going heading back towards home uh, in the middle of the night, and one of the the townsfolk's like, "No, you can't go out there right now. There's there's demons. Get in here. Go to sleep. You can wake up at the at, in sunlight." And so, of course, he does so. He listens and returns home to find all of his family in a bloody pile on the, at the front door and even more of them inside the house. His family has been murdered by demons. Uh, and uh, and uh oh, with the exception of one, his his little sister, Nezuko, who has begun to transform into a demon herself. It's vampire rules, gang. Demons turn humans into other demons and they also can't survive in the sunlight. Um, Tanjiro, which I was fine with. I I mean, I didn't I did because they're just like demons. I mean, everyone kind of has the devil may care rules, (laughs) pun intended uh, for for demons. But I was just like, okay, so they're they're vampires, but not quite. All right. Well, it's fine. Yeah. uh, So so. uh, uh. Tanjiro is trying to save Nezuko because he does not realize that she is a demon yet. And they are set upon by uh, a demon hunter uh, who is who basically uh, is is trying to to kill this demon. That is this dude's little sister. And in the moment, he learns that the little sister is trying to protect Tanjiro from uh, the uh, Giyu is is the uh, Giyu Tomioka. We learn everybody's first and last name in this show, uh, which is uh, rare for me for anime. It seems like characters only have one name, but no, this everybody in this show has two names and they say them all the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, so but Nezuko tries to save uh, her brother, tries to defend her brother from the Demon Slayer and the Demon Slayer realizes something's different about them. So he sends them on a quest to find his uh, his demon slayer trainer uh, to learn how to be a demon slayer and to hopefully one day return uh, his sister to humanity. Uh, and that's really the 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 basis of the show. Yeah, and I, I, I got to say, um, I was kind of surprised how long it takes for this show to kind of get there. Yeah, because uh, what, what what you basically described is the crux of the first four episodes it's and on one hand it's nice that there's kind of an arc but this this show and this is you know again a uh, part of my problem with some of this the, the hyper popular i'm gonna say because i know this show is extremely popular i'm i i didn't i didn't have the absolute best time uh with with demon slayer it was it was not one that connected with me um i can i can piece together kind of why it's popular um but there were a lot of things that it does that is kind of associated with like the stereotype of anime that i didn't didn't really land for me uh the the internal monologues that that i was making fun of uh, and that drew was making fun of <laughs> before is a bit much now yeah 
look, we we enjoyed the pants off of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and people do monologue in that show, but it's done with such a self-aware gusto. And that isn't present here. And it's so much expositional stuff that I mean, it's the opposite of show don't tell because, oh, boy, do they tell. They tell so much in this show. And, but, and and it's it's entirely possible because so th- so the the manga that the show is based on ran from February of 2016 to May of 2020. It is actually for now concluded. There is a definite ending. Um, it's it's done, and we are waiting on the show to create its potentially third and final season. Uh, there was a movie that that came out that that takes place at a certain arc of the the comic or uh, the manga. But um, but yeah, and and I and part of me wonders if this is because for the first. Honestly, the first th- three episodes, we really only have one character that talks that they had to fill the, the they had to they, they had so much backstory they had to relay. And they only had one person to do it. So in the first episode, you have uh, you have uh, uh, Tanjiro and he there. Of course, his whole family's there. His whole family's killed off. And he basically talks to his sister who doesn't say anything and eventually gets a bamboo muzzle put on her because she's a demon and they don't want her biting anybody. <laughs> and so she doesn't make any noise like she doesn't say anything after that. Got- she like sleeps for like a year. Yeah, she also only sleeps. It's wild. Uh, so uh, I guess we should get to our next episode where where Tanjiro uh, makes it to uh, the Rokudaki, the the teacher that uh, the the demon slayer Giyu has sent them to. And basically, Tanjiro doesn't or uh, excuse me, Rokudaki does not believe in Tanjiro, doesn't think he can do it, but decides because he has been asked to by Giyu uh, is going to try to do it anyway. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Um, he he Tanjiro succeeds in all of these crazy, uh, crazy uh, uh, traps. And this this Cause, well, it's because he's got that supernatural sniffer. Oh, that's the other thing we haven't even talked about. Tanjiro can smell things like a dog. Or he's, Wolverine. He's almost like an Inu. Or Wolverine. He knew Yasha, man. I'm making I'm, I'm referencing. I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and that so they give you a little a little mystique. There's some things they don't flat out yammer on about. We're like, we know that he's got this supernatural smelling sense like it uh, or at least super supernatural in, in the term that it's um, beyond the capacity of a normal human. And that's interesting because he also has this. Uh, birthmark or it looks like a scar scar, uh on his head and we see this in some other demon slayers who are no longer with us uh we come to find out but it's the facial scars seem to be prominent amongst uh other other demon slayers but as far as we know he's never slayed a demon until episode four well, and and I know from the fact that I've seen the key art on the anime on Netflix that that scar turns into something else at some point that I'm sure oh, is also it? crucial to the plot. Um, but yeah, so so again, we have we have the introduction episode. We have a big training montage episode where it's just it's just Tanjiro trying to escape this booby trapped mountain to get to 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 do it in time so that Urokodaki will train him. And there's honestly not that much to say about these episodes. These episodes are very normal. They are very typical of like a shonen style anime. And it, it's hard for me at this point in watching. And I'm talking just for episode one and two. I didn't hate the episodes. I just I I didn't feel super connected to these episodes. Yeah. And 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 I, well, I and and that lessens a little bit through episode three but it's it's still a tough call right now. well it's funny that you say like oh yeah not much happens more would happen if tandra would shut up he talks the like entire I, time. I know it sounds like we're like dogpiling on this but seriously like 
And you have you have already brought up how Jojo does the same thing. People do not shut up in Jojo either. But for some reason, when it's in when in in Jojo, it works somehow. Well, and execution is everything. And I'm going to say something that's going to come off. Kind of snooty. I don't mean it that way. But I think part of that is like Unuyasha before it and like some of the other very popular animes, this is kind of a beginner anime. And it contains a lot of the superficial cliches that are typically in a lot of beginner anime. That does not mean this is a bad thing because there are kids who are watching this for the like and, and this is their first anime, you know, it's never bad to have a beginner anime because you got to start somewhere. And a lot of times these broad stroke shows get people into the medium just because I'm not that in, in that spot. And so it doesn't really land with me at this point in my life does not make it a bad show. And it certainly doesn't mean it's bad quality because one thing we haven't talked about is the actual production of the show. The voice acting is pretty excellent. The animation is freaking stunning the animation is extremely stunning and the animation gets awesome yeah, flat out yeah, awesome in episode four we'll get yes, there it, it uh, does. So, so i i want to i want to talk a little bit about the writer of the manga series so the the writer of the manga that the show is based on is koyoharu gotoge uh and uh known best for demon slayer of course um, I, I'm tr- I'm struggling to find anything else that he may have been involved with before. But when it comes to the influence on on Demon Slayer specifically, uh, they cite Naruto, Bleach, yeah. Yeah. and Jojo as the three yeah. biggest influences on the story that they're telling. The other one, which to me was stylistically more apparent, especially in the design, was Rooney Kenshin. Uh, without the the humor of the original because Kenshin's a weird show because it's totally all over the place. There are episodes that are flat out comedy and then there's some super serious stuff. I can believe um, it because it was an anime from the late 1990s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that had 50 um, episodes in a season. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a wild show. But again, I watched that when I was younger. I mean, people seem to love Kenshin and, and Kenshin's had many adaptations and many different uh, live action films and everything. So it's a little bit different, but Kenshin was kind of the same way. It's just that that was when I started watching anime. So that this show is, is extremely popular is not really a surprise that I'm not super into it, despite the fact that it's like a dark fantasy, supernaturally horror themed action show. Yeah, it's a little surprising that I'm not super but into it. it the and, the and, animation's great. And one thing I will say is, as as we talk about this being like a great first step into anime, because I do think I, I agree with that. I, I think. Uh, what do you call it? A beginner anime? <laughs> like that, I know, I, I know that sounds that, that so sounds, that sounds snooty, but I think as as far as like an introductory anime piece, yeah, that, that's probably better. I think, I think this does work really well. The one yes, thing though does. that I think is is very interesting about it is that this show is bloody. It is extremely yeah. bloody in a way that I have not seen in a while uh, for a, for a show that's, that's this popular. It's got blood levels of like eighties, like like yeah i mean Ninja i guess Scrolls, it has vampire hunter d like it has been yeah since since the late 90s and early 2000s i'm trying to think of other massively popular because naruto i mean naruto got bloody but not this i don't remember that much blood in naruto but i was also watching on nickelodeon so maybe they edited some of that out you know they did <laughs> I mean, sure. um but yeah, this this definitely is a bloody for the uh, especially for as popular as this show is, which kind of tracks for, you know, how uh, mature uh, mainstream stuff has gotten more and more again. Um, that that doesn't surprise me. And. I feel like, you know, because I mean, because when we say the show is popular, like the film that was released during the pandemic made half a billion dollars. Not I'm sorry, half a million or half a billion half a billion. It is the highest grossing anime film of all time. I think it's also the highest grossing Japanese film of all time. That is uh, again, we're talking about the show like 
But this is one of those things where I sometimes wish, I sometimes wonder, should we have watched six episodes instead of four? How do we watch six episodes? Because I feel like as we end, we should get back to the episodes themselves, but we end basically on not even a cliffhanger, just like what feels like a middle part of a longer episode. And I just wonder, as we get into this show, have we missed out on the keys that make this show what it is because we stopped too early? And I didn't think that would be the case with a show that had 26 episodes for its first season, because I think that definitely was the case with Inuyasha, which had like 57 episodes in its first season. But this is half that episode count. It's certainly not One Punch Man that only had like 10 or Jojo that, right. had, that, that, that we were almost done with the entire first arc because the first arc is really short. Like this is where I, I wonder if we missed out by only covering four episodes. I mean, it's it's possible. The thing about these kind of shows, and it's kind of why I stay away from a lot of the, the mega popular ones, is they are uh, soap operatic in that they're highly serialized and, and, and as, as evidenced by the fourth episode. And now this one does have a definitive end, so that would be more attractive to me than, say, you know, a show like One Piece. Um, I know... Our friend Tyler has watched every single episode. But well, he is a kid now, so that'll stop. I mean, he was caught up beforehand, so it'd be just like watching a regular I'm show. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but um so the one thing that kind of kept me from this is I felt like I it was not a show that well, especially back back in the late nineties and early two thousands, where if I didn't see an episode, I mean, unless I I got it off of uh old old kazaa i i wasn't gonna see it unless i bought a dvd yeah um so there was always that so that made some of these long-form narrative shows a little less uh attractive as a as at the time a more casual anime fan um and that's actually i mean you have some exceptions for that like gundam wing which everyone got i mean it's the reason gundam got popular in the states yes really yes and so, I mean, a show like this um, is a little bit of a tougher sell for me because I also like famously like more slice lifey stuff these days, but also shorter shows. I mean, there are plenty of shows that I have that are just 12 episodes and that's it. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, again, we're, we're talking. We're, I feel like we're trying to justify because we don't want to make anybody mad that we weren't super into this. And I don't, well, think it's not, it's not it, that it's, I, I feel like the, the mission statement of the more you nerd has always been, we need to look at things objectively as to why people love them. And I know sometimes we can get a little bit on our critical horse, but when we come across something that doesn't land with us, especially something like this, which I would say neither of us really like, it, no matter how we personally feel about the show, Certainly wouldn't say it's bad because oh, it no, isn't. Not, it's not bad at all. This is the thing we have to land on. It ain't bad. We are not like hating this. It's just when we look at like the two weeks prior to this one punch man that we fell in love with because it was this deconstruction of a genre and Jojo, which was just. I, I still struggle to explain how it's, I feel about Jojo. It's it's its own. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. And the two skeletons are just part of it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad that you picked up on that because I, I did not. I thought that was just going to like fly off and <sighs> you get me, Drew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, I, I think part of it is that we are we are both two nerds who are pushing 40 who this is not necessarily for us. And that's OK. Yeah. And, and you know what? If we have time. Which, again, part of part of the whole thing with this is that we just don't have the time that we used to have, or at least I don't. Oh God, no, I don't either. <laughs> uh, so so it, it's one of those things where we kind of have to pick and choose. And if something doesn't resonate with us immediately, it, it makes it harder because we don't have the six hours a day to spend getting into this content. And this is where I, I I'm still like tent just because I know that the movie was like the highest selling anime movie of all time ticket wise in the middle of a pandemic like i i there i can see things in this that that get to where i think oh this is where the show is going and it just didn't get there in the first four episodes let's get to episode i almost wish we kind of had seen the movie because even if we weren't caught up believe me he'd tell us <laughs> quite possibly quite possibly uh, so let's talk about episode three sabito and yeah. Makomo. 
Uh, and this is where the show starts to to turn a little bit. So we have in this at, at the in, at the end of episode two, Orokodaki has has taken on Tanjiro as a student. We jump forward a year, uh, a, a year of 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 Tanjiro training to become a member of the Demon Slayers. He is, he is, Which I have to commend them on because that's a wild choice. There are very few shows that I'll be like, oh, yeah, he's been doing this for a year now. Well, and it gets even wilder. So we 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 oh, I <laughs> and they and they show a difference in his hairstyle. Like uh, one thing mm-hmm. I will say about about uh, Tanjiro, his hair is pretty cool. He's got cool like it's it, it's an interesting texture to to his hair. It's it's typically a byproduct when you have an extremely well animated show. They tend to want to show that off with how they do the hair. Yeah. Um, so but but as as part of this. Um, uh, Urokodaki, uh his teacher, which I have to clarify because there are so many names and I I'm still like I have the names written out in front of me because I'm oh. struggling to remember the names. Wait, when he first said it, I thought he said Orokosaki, and I said, "Say what now?" Shredder? Is that Shredder? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, wait, wait, we didn't, is this a crossover episode? <laughs> uh, so, but Orokodaki has has spent months, tra- has spent a year training, uh, training Tanjiro in 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 detecting traps and using his sense of smell and also in two very specific things. One is called total concentration. And the other is called water breathing. And no, they don't really tell you what those things are. And they don't show <laughs> you him learning these things at all. But we, we, it has been a year. And Orokodaki says that he has nothing left to teach Tanjiro. Tanjiro's got a sword. And, he said, <laughs> and, and Orokodaki's like, okay, here's this gigantic boulder. Cut it in half. And if you break your sword... I will break every bone in your body. <laughs> Which I, 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 I'm not going to lie because my feelings about Tanjiro are no, every time someone just gave Tanjiro stuff, uh, I, it endeared them to me and nothing more so than the character that we're about to meet. I loved this guy. So, well, so Tanjiro uh, attacks the boulder and of course he doesn't break the sword luckily but he's not slicing this boulder in half he doesn't he he doesn't quite connect to it and and all of a sudden he is attacked by these two uh people wearing kitsune mask the 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 white and red fox masks uh that that are from from japanese culture uh and uh this is uh we are introduced to the characters of sabito who is the the one that's attacking him uh who is who is a young man wearing a a kitsune mask that has a scar on its face very similar to the the scar that tanjiro seems to have and uh makumo or makomo who is a a a younger a girl who who is is i just called very cute she's very cute uh and they are basically trying to teach him uh they're picking up from where where urokodaki left off that hey idiot tanjiro you have been taught all these things and you know the lessons, but you have done nothing to actually connect those lessons with what you're doing, which by the way, I really like that, that aspect of it because I have seen that thing. I know plenty of people who know things, but they don't have knowledge about things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's cool about this? And and I, something I will absolutely give credit to the writing of this show for is this this character seems to appear as one I, the the uh, archetypical rival, uh, another demon slayer who was also training and you're never going to be like me kind of thing. And I like how they turn that expectation on its head. I think one, the fact that he wasn't just mouthing off pure hatred, he's legitimately criticizing him, which yeah. I took great delight in. Um, in <laughs> fact, even that he talks too much, which also, yes. Um, so I, I was very, very into what they were doing with this character. But as the episode goes on you realize that he is trying to better tantro 
He is not the archetypical rival. He is being he's playing the part because he knows what he has to do to get Tanjiro to move forward. And I also because he's using legitimate criticism and not just insults, it adds a real uh, gravitas to what he's doing. And I thought that was exceptional. I really, really liked how they did this. And during this arc of the episode, we flash forward another six months. So we know that there are six months that that Tanjiro and Sabito and Makomo have been training together in this in this way. And we we get to this sort of uh, final final moment where and they always make a point to show that Tanjiro, excuse me, that Makomo. Nope. Sabito, excuse me. Too many names. They always make a point to show that Sabito has this wooden training sword that he is uh, attacking uh, Tanjiro with and training Tanjiro with while while Tanjiro is using his real sword. And we get this really cool montage of. This time Sabito's got a real sword and Tanjiro has a real sword and you see this you see in this moment the this this connection that the Tanjiro has made and he immediately knows how to win the fight in the first seconds of the fight, uh, which is just incredible. It's a huge growth for this character. And he slices the 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 Kitsune mask, uh, the fox mask in half. And you just see. Sabito look at look at Tanjiro. And he's got a bit of a frown. But then he's got a smile. And then he fades away into mist. As does Makomo, because it turns out they're dead. He's been training with ghosts. He's gotten ghost skills now. Which is cool. I like that. I I really, really liked. Despite, you know, again, I agree with you. As as it goes forward, it does it does improve to me. I, I was like, I really liked this. I I really really enjoyed this because this is something that has been done in a lot of different anime, and I don't think I think this has is one of the better uh, versions of this kind of story. Yeah, and, and, and well, I was gonna say I I think the the bookend of when. You see that smile after the mask has been cut is just a perfect, perfect move. Yeah. And, and the kind of like oh, I know I, that that part, like everything about this little aspect, I really enjoyed also because Tanjiro showed up. We see training montages and stuff like that. And yeah, he talks a little bit, but I mean, in, in this whole bit, the one thing he explains, well, I think, is it in the next episode? Then he starts talking again because he explains how he beat him. Yeah. So because that, he that, sees that, spider webs everywhere. That's at the, at the very the beginning of the next episode. And, and so this is where I can also see the show setting things up, because I will also say they don't tell us that these kids are ghosts in this episode. They tell us in the next episode, but it's pretty easy to identify that, oh, these people were ghosts. But another thing about Sabito specifically is that Sabito where every character in this show, their clothing has a particular pattern to it. Uh, Tanjiro himself has this sort of green and black square pattern on on what he wears. Uh, Irokodaki has a, you know, a blue, a blue kimono with clouds on it. And Sabito has this sort of orangish yellowish pattern. That is the same pattern that Giyu, the demon slayer from the first episode had. And I don't know what the significance of that is, but they're the two. They're two people that have had that same pattern. And I bet there's some significance to it. I just don't know what that is yet. And considering what we find out in the next episode, I have a theory. But let's get into the next episode. The final selection. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, at the end of episode three, we also learned that Tanjiro in cutting the mask also cut the rock in half. So the rock is cut. Uh, so Irokodaki is ready to send Tanjiro to the final selection, which is a special like, like the final way that demon slayers are chosen. They have to go and we're getting episode four. 
final selection uh we the the <laughs> the the demon slayer candidates are all sent to survive for seven days uh in the in this in in these mountains that are surrounded by wisteria plants and wisteria apparently demons cannot cross wisteria so they've also just put a bunch of demons in there and said have fun uh and uh basically whoever survives the final selection will be uh promoted to a demon slayer uh and this and and during this we we get some of finally some cool stuff now we have seen in the intro sequence and outro sequence to this show tanjiro using some very cool abilities with his sword Mm -hmm. and these abilities finally show up in episode four of the show as he has he finally uses this water breathing technique to have these really awesome and super cool animated like blue and white water slashes like how would you describe these things they're so cool they 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 are like special moves in a capcom fighting game yeah um except they are they seem to be animated in 3d with the rest of the shows animated in 2d so they stand out more they pop and they have this sort of motion to them that the rest of the show doesn't have it's very very cool i'm very very into it um we also see as as before before the episode gets started some of the other candidates and i bet a couple of the candidates they they highlight are the ones that we see in the intro sequence that will eventually become tanjiro's friends and buddies and rivals and whatever uh that we just haven't gotten to yet because we're four episodes in and they still have a lot of ground to cover um but uh but this is where this show gets really really dark again um because we are introduced to the hand demon miles what can you tell me about the hand demon the hand demon is mostly made of hands and it's really disturbing when he eats people yeah um we see him it's it's weird because it's not like extremely graphic but it's just in that that perfect kind of surreal in a way that you're like this just doesn't look right well so it's not super graphic in in today in the today of the show but we also learn that this is the demon that killed sabito and makomo and that Mm -hmm. uh uh tanjiro who has also been given a a fox mask by rokudaki ahead of this um this demon hunts specifically the 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 final selection candidates that are wearing those fox masks because Orokodaki is the one who imprisoned him in this wisteria forest on this mountain to begin with. And we, we do get a, a very stylized, but ultimately pretty graphic look at how Makomo and Sabito were both killed. And uh, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty messed up. Makomo, poor thing, ripped apart. And you literally see in this stylized way, her arms and legs separated from her torso. We see uh, uh, Sabito's head smashed. And it's done in this, like, again, really well animated, really super cool thing. Like this, like if this had been episode two, I would be way more into this show than than I am right now, because uh, this this episode was really, really interesting and cool. Um, it was um, I do. I do think that things were picking up. Um, I, I, I may I may I made a joke to Drew about like uh, because this this episode ends on a cliffhanger in, in specifically that kind of like, you know, it's same bat time, same bat channel kind of way. And. I was like, yeah, I could see how things would would get better because, again, it's visually cool. It's just I wasn't inspired to click next episode. Yeah, uh, again, I I would love to watch the next episode, especially because I know the next episode introduces like one of the biggest things in the show. That was like the coolest thing in the show that one of my coworkers was telling me about that we didn't even get introduced to. And it's like, right. I feel like we have failed this. That I feel honestly like I feel like we have failed Demon Slayer more than Demon Slayer has failed us. And I, I mean, well, that, maybe that's not fair, but I don't think Demon Slayer failed us. I, I never said that. I just said it didn't it didn't connect with me. And while, yes, I agree, it was getting cooler. For sure 
Um, it's it's still not quite for me, and that's that's okay. It is perfectly fine for that to be the case. Yeah, and you know what? If if people come out and tell us that, hey guys, you got to get to at least episode seven because that's when this and this and this happens, and you know, okay. But, uh, you know, let, let us know, because I mean, I watched the intro sequence. I've seen plenty of other characters that appear in this show, including a, a dude I'm pretty sure is the big bad of the show who just looks like a 1920s gangster. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things that that, you know, we 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 watched what we watched because this is what the time that we could commit to it. And it didn't it didn't quite land where we needed it to. And, you know, it's OK. We maybe yeah. we'll return to it one day. We certainly have plenty of other things that we can watch. And it's not like we're it's not like Demon Slayer is going to miss us, too, because it's got plenty of fandom outside of us. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what we think about this show doesn't matter. And again, I think I think shows like this are popular for a reason. I think it's good that they're popular. The world needs shows like this to be the big blockbusters. And <laughs> being introductory anime is not a bad thing. There should always be something for everybody just because it doesn't cater to my specific taste that I've developed over years and years and years of watching anime does not make it less of a show. It doesn't mean anything. It says more about me than it does about the show. I think the show is um, exceptionally animated. I, I mean, I think that's part of, of its popularity. This because so many shows kind of start off with a lower production, we saw that with Attack on Titan, where, well, that's a pretty bloody one. That's pretty popular. Um, that's true. That's that's true. Uh, very, very low budget. They, the stars align for this one because this one just, I mean, shines. I'm, and and that that goes a long way. And I can I can see why, because it, this this show. This show being popular. I think is going to key other people, hopefully to like, Hey, if you put the money in the right project and get it to look good from the beginning, you are going to succeed. Yeah. And I, I do think that there is some really solid writing, some really solid world building. And I think the voice acting is pretty spot on. And, and honestly, for as much as Tanjiro talks, the foreshadowing happens outside of what Tanjiro is saying. I mean, it just kind of proves that maybe he shouldn't talk so much. Uh, and, I mean, that's that's that's, you know, and, and I, I, I can't I can't remember if I said this on on air, if I just said this to to Drew. But one thing that did uh, annoy me as someone who has watched anime for a long time and certain tropes don't always land for me. Tanjiro has real big getting the robot Shinji vibes at the beginning of the show, and <laughs> it is annoying. <laughs> He, he's a but little it, indecisive and and but he is called out and for gets that slapped well. for it <laughs> um especially in the i don't know if you saw any of the the end episode stingers where these the little comedy bits oh uh, which i oh you know we should talk those were fun i liked those they were fun oh the one where um <laughs> where he's asked what he wants for dinner or if he wants hot pot or something else and he's like oh and he's like stop being so indecisive and smacks him <laughs> Uh, they also do a really cute job with Nezuko sure, on those things. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like very, very, very uh, like South Park Kenny vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I mean, like I said, there, there are things that don't land for me. It's not because I'm any better. It's just I've watched a lot of stuff. So some tropes don't always land for me. Some tropes really do. And I'm a champion of them and they may not land for somebody else. But I, I do think that especially if you're looking to get someone into anime, this is not a bad choice. Um, it's super slick. It's really, really easy to digest. And I mean, it, it's fun. It definitely hooks you in once you can get, you know. Past you know, Tanjiro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first couple of episodes, not not the strongest that we watched. But you know what? Again, there's there's certainly something to this show. We just didn't quite land on it and that's okay yeah it's it is and i mean that's that's why we do the more you nerd the, we want to expand our nerd horizons and we want to see stuff that other people like and yeah even if they don't work for us i feel like it's always good to check something out 
like I, I didn't think the show was going to be for me and I ended up being right. But I also didn't think Jojo was going to be for me. And I ended up being very wrong. Yeah. Uh, what, so what I have walked away from with anime April is two shows that I am super interested in going back to one show that I'm actually still kind of interested in going back to. Uh, and and if, if, if April late at night and I was scrolling <laughs> through uh, TV, not that I really scroll through TV anymore, it's streaming. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if it was on. Yeah. But um, and, and Demon Slayer, you know, same. I, I think it's a, a really slick show. I don't I don't dislike it. It just it didn't it didn't really, um, you know, get my juices flowing. But I think that it's. It's indicative that there's still great, like really popular anime out there. It's really good when you have an anime show doing as well as this does, because I think that kind of stuff is only going to be stronger for building a larger anime fan base. Because think of what on the limited stuff that we had, which is now kind of considered the, the bedrocks being staples from when we were teenagers and what we did with just shows that got that successful. Stuff like Demon Slayer. I mean, you know, the fact that you can still go to a regular mall in South Carolina and there is an anime store. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, th- I think I really think that, that this this medium has not even gotten close to peaking in the West. I think it's still in its not in its infancy here, but I think that we're, we're we are still seeing its rise. For sure, and I think and shows like Demon Slayer are are a huge, huge part of it. I mean, and again, if you had told me in middle school and high school, which was peak anime fandom, that I would be able to, using the internet, watch subtitle and in some cases dubbed anime the day after it aired for the first time in Japan. And I didn't have to watch a crappy VHS from the comic store that was bootlegged from a fan sub in Japan. (laughs) That was that was so copied. The the third tape didn't even have audio. It just had video, but you watched it anyway because it was subtitled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Uh, I I, while I I can reminisce about it, I'm not super nostalgic for that. <laughs> Nor am I, because we get to watch this stuff in HD brand new. Um, so that is going to wrap up our coverage of Anime April. Yes, we did yeah. anime a little early this year, uh, but then I have a feeling we might come back to some anime before the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but let's get into talking about what we're going to talk about next month. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, or as Drew sometimes uh, streams by, not quite nostalgia, May is typically a month uh, associated with a very specific iconic franchise. Hello there. And so we decided this year uh, that was really spur- spun out of a, a random conversation that took on its own life. That we wanted to watch movies, not Star Wars itself. That's that was the franchise we're talking about, but the the ripoffs that were inspired by. Because after you have a blockbuster, you always have ripoffs. Some blatant, some are just trying to ride a wave. And I'm not talking about asylum style blockbuster. I'm talking about actual ripoffs. This this kind of came from me, like looking at just. I want to do a month in general. And then Drew was like, no, we should do Star Wars in May. So we are going to cover films that are either blatantly rip off or extremely inspired by Star Wars, particularly in the wake of the release of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yes. And one of the more, I, I guess, I don't know if it's a popular, it's, it's certainly more known uh, of the ripoffs is 1980s Battle Beyond the Stars. Battle, Drew, have you ever seen this movie? I've never seen this movie, which I'm super excited about. So Battle Beyond the Stars is produced by Roger Corman. Roger Corman, uh, known... Well, Miles, who, what what is Roger Corman done? Roger Corman is a legendary writer, director, producer. Um, 
He is responsible for many of the iconic horror films of the 50s and 60s, all of the Vincent Price Poe adaptations. Um, he did The Last Man on Earth, well, also with Vincent Price, Last Man on Earth. He's done countless science fiction horror pictures and I mean, he's still producing stuff today. Produced by Robert, uh, um, sorry, Roger Corman. Directed by uh, Jimmy Murakami, but with a screenplay written by John Sayles. We're going to get into to who all of these people are <laughs> next week. But well, I, 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 if you're a film buff, you know who John Sayles is. Um, and it's wild that he he, he did a not, it's not entirely wild because in the, at this point in his career, he was doing almost exclusively genre f- uh, film. Uh, most of the 80s he did. Um, but that Academy Award uh, nominated John Sales has a Star Wars ripoff is super, super exciting. Well, not, I have never seen this one either. Not, not to mention that the the special effects in this movie uh, done by uh, kind of a no name guy, uh, James Cameron. Yes. <laughs> so. That is what we are going to be uh, talking about next week as uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Uh, we are going to get into all of that and what that means and who all of these characters are. And yes, it does begin on a farm planet. Uh, oh, man. Um, I well, will I say- mean, even, even I'm, I'm not ready, but even the, the top note of the Wikipedia says uh, intended as a futuristic Magnificent Seven in outer space, which is <laughs> Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, we'll 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 get into that next week. So we haven't come up with a clever title for what we're going to call these things. And by the way, no, we are not going to cover Star Crash because we've already done it on the show. You can go back and find our Star Crash episode uh, from years ago now. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, that is where we're going to wrap things up this week. Uh, If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com where you can find this and all of our other 10 years of episodes. You can uh, go to facebook.com facebook.com slash the more you nerd. I've only been doing this for a decade. It seems like I could know the the whole bit now. Uh, you can go to twitter.com at the more you nerd there, uh, at least for now. Uh, and of course, if you would like to reach out to us directly, <laughs> you can find us at the more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. So now we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd. How out. out.